Well, hello, church. You may be seated. <clears throat> As Pastor Kim introduced me before, my name is Pastor Wade, uh, one of the pastors here, and I'm so uh, glad to be with you on this day. As uh, we have an unusual order of worship today for a reason that uh, I am, uh, my job today is to take a few minutes to set, set the context. Uh, if you looked at your watch, I am not going to do my usual long deal today. So uh, just take a breath and relax. <laughs> it's all good. More to come and other kinds of activities to help us really embrace this day, um, All Saints Sunday. I want to read a, um, a, a scripture from the book of Ephesians. It's in the first chapter. I'm going to start at verse 11. I want you to listen for how Paul is framing in the beginning of this conversation with the church in Ephesus about the great inheritance that is ours in Christ Jesus. And he even refers to us as saints. So he writes this. He says, In Christ we have also obtained an inheritance having been destined according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things according to his counsel and will. And so that we who were the first to set our hope on Christ might live for the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you had heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and had believed in him, were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. This is the pledge of our inheritance toward redemption as God's own people to the praise of his glory. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints. And for this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may also give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you, also, you may know what is the hope to, to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the, state, the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe according to the working of his great power? The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. When I was a, 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 a little boy, my mom and dad were in a small group. Um, I don't think we called it small groups then, but that was the idea. And went around from house to house, family to family, and would usually share some uh, meal together and some study time. And uh, uh, our associate pastor was in my mom and dad's small group. And, and on one particular night when they were going to be meeting, it was going to be at our house that month. And my mother had learned that um, our pastor was having his 30th birthday. Well, y'all know me a little bit. I don't fall too far from the tree, so my mama just could not let that one go, and she was all ready to, get, to celebrate our uh, pastor's birthday in a, in a surprise kind of way. So mom got busy baking a cake, and getting it ready to put all the decorations on it, preparing for the big event. It was a vanilla cake. She had covered it with white buttercream icing and then covered it in um, shreds of coconut all around, you know, shaved stuff. It was beautiful to behold. It was covered in 30 candles. 
and we were waiting for the happy birthday to you moment. And the time came. The song was sung. And now time to blow out the candles. So Pastor Steig took a huge breath, leaned in toward the candles, and blew them all out in one go. And applause and smoke filled the room. But wait a minute. One of them reignited. And then a second one, and a third one, and a tenth one, and a thirtieth one all began to burn again. And so the ritual played itself out again. He would blow them all out, and then, but wait a minute, they would reignite. And by that time, dense smoke filled the living room like a huge cloud and shaved coconut had been blown all over the floor, and we had solid navy blue carpet in the room. Now, just a helpful hint from Uncle Wade. Shaved coconut is not a good choice when there's going to be candles, and solid navy blue carpet, that's never a good go. Does anybody ever made that mistake? I, yeah, oh man, um, I don't know how many times I ran a vacuum cleaner as a kid, like three times a day. Friends, today we are celebrating. Today is, in a way we might say, is Memorial Day for the church. But we are also gathered in this celebration because it allows us to gain inspiration for our own journey of faith and our own ministry in the kingdom of God from those who go ahead of us on this journey, on this All Saints Day. It is a holiday. It's a church holiday today. It is an unusual celebration, and it's held only by the church. It's exclusively ours in the Christian family. That's why worship is different. That's why we have lots of music and singing and, and, and being among each other in a way that it's a party. We're throwing a party today. It's ours to celebrate the lives of the saints. Now, catch which saints? Both those saints we can see, look at each other, and you are saints that we can see, and the saints we cannot see. The ones who have moved their church membership, if you will, from this church to the church triumphant. All of those who have finished their course well in this life, have faithfully completed their earthly tasks, and now have taken their place among the saints of all of the ages in a great, what we call in the church, a great cloud of witnesses that surrounds us. I think about the image of that birthday cake. Not only the great cloud that filled the room, but the candles on the cake. And of course, you already know what kind of candles they are. Either you've been the victim of that deal or you have done that to somebody, right? But think of the candle and the symbol of hope. In remembering this, catch this. As persons of faith, 
we know that when our earthly task is complete, and it would appear to the world that our flame has gone out, but wait a minute, the fire still burns deeply inside, and God receives us with resources for our lives to burn again. Now, for the most part on All Saints Sunday, we, we focus on the saints who have passed. Now, those might be ones that have passed in any significant uh, amount of time that you carry this morning. Anytime we do All Saints, don't, don't you carry somebody very special with you into that service, right? And celebrate on this day those from members of this church who in the last year have gone to the church triumphant. Those who are headed toward the cloud. But I think All Saints is a challenge for those of us who are still saints in this life because we've had inspiration by those who have finished their course that encourage us and challenge us in the journey of life. And I like to say that we are living a time called headed to the cloud. You get me? We're headed to the cloud. All of us who are saints of the church, those we still see, are at the same time here, and we are headed to that cloud of great witnesses. Someday, in a service, y'all, the, the statistics are staggering. You ready for this statistic? 100% of us will die. And someday there will be this All Saints service and a, a bell will be rung when your name is read aloud, adding your name to the role of the victorious. And I pray that those who sit in whatever configuration a church will look like then, that when my name is read, that I will be remembered as a faithful servant. One who fulfilled the call God placed on my life. The one who inspired others to follow Jesus and to go deeper in their faith. That I might even have the chance that I could earn the title, well done, good and faithful servant. Are you with me? Until then, though, we saints live in the in-between. In between now and that day. And what really matters, y'all, is how we do the in-between. Now, there's an old poem entitled The Dash. You all, I'm sure, have already heard it, but it bears uh, sharing a portion of it today, which defines, I think, very clearly what it means to live the in-between. Are you ready for it? It goes like this. I read of a man who stood to speak at the funeral of a friend... He referred to the dates on her tombstone from the beginning to the end. He noted that first came her date of birth and spoke the last date with tears. But he said what mattered most of all was the dash between the years. For that dash represents all the time that she spent alive on earth. And now only those who loved her Know what that little line is worth, for it matters not how much we own the cars, the house, the cash. What matters is how we live and love and how we spend our dash. 
Yeah, we're all on the way to the cloud. And the good news is that we, as we lean toward that great cloud of witnesses ourselves, there are those who still inspire us along the way. Those who have been in our lives inspired us and do so. And, and in a way that we can't completely understand or even describe or even comprehend, even though they're in that cloud, they continue to encourage us and cheer for us in our own life. In the journey. It is a sacred trust to have been called by God to this season of God's history. Called, gifted in a unique way. It is so sacred we should never take it lightly. And so may we all experience the grace of God through our lives in whatever ministry God calls us to that we too would earn that honor of being called one who had, whose journey was well done, good and faithful servant. And so when that time comes, when it appears to the world that our flame has gone out, with a smile and a proclamation from the great cloud of witnesses, they might simply just sing out, oh, but wait a minute.
And so, my friends, when we come to this service every year, there are names who have been members of Trinity United Methodist Church who in the last 12 months have gone on to the cloud, who have left membership in this church and joined the church triumphant. And it's our opportunity to read each of their names, to toll a bell, and to bring them into remembrance. If you're able, would you be willing to stand for the reading of the role of the victorious? Joanne Blaine. Ada Jeanette Sexton. Lucille Tillman. Everett Zimmerman. Jean Bullman. Karen Round. Edith Wakeley. George Gaylord. Donna Reed. David Bryan. Bob Warmbrod. Daniel Lewis. Anna Horner. Tom Schreiner. Pete Pointer. Hal Hearn. Reverend Robert Kimes. Susie Magnuson. Marjorie Pfeiffer. And all of us have someone here that we hold precious in our hearts that we have not named. And so the bells now toll for them. I invite you now to please be seated.
Well, friends, today we have reflected on and named those in our community who have gone on to their eternal home. But we know, as I said, that many of us here also have had to say goodbye to people in our lives as well, whether it's been in the past year or in years past. And we know that these absences can leave holes in our hearts. As we were preparing for this service, we looked at some of the traditions surrounding death. And while we were doing that, I stumbled across an old Irish blessing. And that blessing reminds us of the fact that there is joy that can be found even in the midst of death and grief. That blessing goes like this. Until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. One of the hardest things about death is having to let go. But this blessing reminds us that those that we've named aloud and those whose names we hold dear in our hearts, they are held in the palm of God's hands. And we will meet again when we enter our heavenly home. <laughs> 